The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Thanks for listening to the show. Mama always said, never catch a folded knife. I think I'm the only person who hated Forrest Gump. Then again, I've always... Mama says stupid is as stupid does. Yay! My millennial producer hit a button. Um, finally, finally we have some action in the show. The pins are starting to move. Will the final one drop? Maybe. Uh, Mama always said, never catch a fall knife. And uh, kind of what I want to get out at that right now is NVIDIA. I've wanted to own shares of NVIDIA for years, watching it go higher and higher and higher. It was trolling me. I grew up playing video games, right? And putting together PCs uh, was my thing because I was able to build them way cheaper than other people. And I made a little bit of money putting together PCs for other people. I know a guy who did it in college. Um, he put together bunk beds, or what are they called when you... Oh, put together lofts. So his summer job was, was doing all that, and then when school would start, all the freshmen would say, hey, I, I need a loft. And boom, boom, boom. But anyway, mine was video games. And NVIDIA makes the most powerful GPU. And there was a point in time where AMD, they would kind of up each other. Uh, One-up each other, not up each other. I... Sometimes my head just doesn't work. But I've been wanting to own that stock. And if you look at it in the last five years, you're like, holy, whoa. Right? It's been a glorious run. But they fell apart because of China and Donald Trump and tariffs. And maybe, maybe we just got too excited about super data centers and Cars driving themselves and, you know, me coming on air and saying, I really want to own NVIDIA. I don't own NVIDIA. I tell you when I own a stock. Um, NVIDIA, part of the video games, like if you ever play the Xbox, you play one of those driving games. And you're like, wow, that car just blew right by me. How did he not run into my back end? Graphic processing is pretty darn cool. But when you have a slowdown on hypergrowth, I, I, I look at, I like growth, right? I'm a growth guy. Some guys like brunettes, I like growth. Oh, a wise guy. Um, NVIDIA shares have fallen. Gaming's about 54% of their sales. Data center's about 25%. So get out the abacus and we're up 79%. One area where they have growth of the consumer market is China. And we've been talking recently about how China's GDP is starting to slow for the first time since 1990. It's slowing quickly. So gross margins look under pressure right now. And I've always wanted to own NVIDIA. And I'm going to try to get this this segment over. It's on my shopping list. It fell. Now I kind of want it to shake out a bit. There's four stages of lifestyle, life cycle of a company, right? There's hyper growth. When I was young, not many people had GPUs. Intel kind of threw a bone and would, you know, let you do a little bit of it. 
but they were never as good as AMD or, or NVIDIA. So now you're starting to see it go from hypergrowth, maybe to growth. They were in hypergrowth mode. Everyone's like, what's a PC? Whoa, an 8086. An Intel Pentium, Pentium 2, Pentium 3, Pentium 4. Now they got these I numbers, and they're just calling like the eighth generation of the I9 or something like that. See, I used to know in the 90s when it was hypergrowth and it cared. Now they're like, we'll give you a dividend, old man, Black. I'm like, I don't want your dividend. So there's hypergrowth, there's growth, there's growth in income, and then there's income. For years and years and years and years, PG&E and utilities were income stocks, right? AT&T was an income stock because everyone had a phone. And then we came up with something called cell phones. I'm like, woohoo! And do you remember we used to pay per text? And you get like 100 texts a month or something like that. And you'd be like, why did someone just text me? And now you text as much as you want. And we used to pay per minute. And you get 300 minutes of cell phones. And the millennials are listening like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, pain per minute. 300 minutes a month, a plan. Right? Yes. Good. Right? Um, now I've lost my train of thought. But NVIDIA is going from hypergrowth to growth. And like I was saying, like there used to be companies like AT&T and PG&E who we saw very particularly as income. There's four types of stocks. Income, growth and income, growth, and hypergrowth. You pay more of a premium in risk, you take on more risk with hypergrowth, and that's what happened with Nvidia. You took on a lot of risk, and when they sh- their shares broke, they broke hard. Again, I want to own it, so I'm looking for a way in, but I probably missed its hypergrowth phase. Maybe I'll just have to settle for growth. If it goes to $100 a share, I'm in. It's at 135 right now. I know you're saying, man, you're you're greedy. No, no, I like managing my downside risk. And to me, it's still a little bit too early. And what if one bad quarter becomes two? California doesn't have a lot of cockroaches. I know you're saying, where are you going with this, Rob? On the East Coast, I once went to South Carolina, and I swear to you, I got out of my car to pump some gas. And a big bird flew at me and ran in my face. And I knocked it down, only to discover it wasn't a bird. It was a flying cockroach. And Mama always said, if you see one cockroach, there's hundreds. Mama says, stupid is as stupid does. Thank you, Forrest, for adding to the show. Chewbacca never gave me advice on stocks. He always gave me advice on the ladies. Thank you, Chewie. Thank you, Chewie. Mr. T, he's got an opinion on gold. So he's my go-to. Oh, okay. He's in a bad mood today. But you get the idea. Um, Hypergrowth, growth, growth in income, income. Uh, company I, I is on my shopping list, Visa or MasterCard. I like them both. I think that's the way the world's going. More swipes, right? And try as we might, we can't totally push these guys out of business. We can't totally regulate them. They're good companies. I like them both. Isn't that funny? It's, let me go back to my dating days when I was a young man and be like, you just meet the, 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 the nerdy girl who, how shall we say, 
is into you, and she likes you, and when she smiles, it makes you smile. And then the hot, mean, cruel cheerleader comes by, and she, she's into me because I'm really good at English, and she wants me to write her English paper, right? I like them both. I can't choose. Right? And the point being is, that's okay sometimes. I like both MasterCard and Visa. I only chose a Visa. Um, what else is there to talk about today? PG&E's filed for bankruptcy. Wah, wah. Didn't see that one coming. They're going to get bailed out. But at what level? I don't touch that kind of stuff with a 10-foot pole. I don't like drama. I save the drama for learning the llama. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Dow hits a high again after China says tariffs will be lifted. That's a big story. It seems like every day we get a little bit more, I almost want to say piling on to maybe things are going to work out in phases with China. Maybe that was the approach we should have taken from the beginning or something along those lines. China said the world's two largest economies, the United States and China, has agreed to remove existing trade tariffs lifting expectations around a possible resolution to the ongoing U.S. trade war with China. That's helping a lot of stocks. It's kind of broad and, and positive. It's a big stroke. Caterpillar, Boeing, all higher energy stocks. If we're going to be doing business more so with China with less restrictions, it should be growthy for world economies, and therefore energy stocks are doing well today. Apple shares are higher. Obviously, they are deeply rooted into China. A spokesperson for China's commerce ministry. Wow. Don't even ask me to uh, pronunciate the name. Said that both sides had agreed simultaneously cancel some existing tariffs. So they're going to simultaneously cancel some existing tariffs on one another's goods. The Chinese spokesperson said that both sides were closer to a so-called phase one trade agreement that we've been talking a little bit more positively about in the last couple of days. Chief market strategist for national security is a guy named Art Hogan, real smart market strategist, says this gets us closer to a phase one trade deal. It's not as though we're removing all tariffs and the economic drags dissipate, but what does dissipate is a little bit of uncertainty. The demon known versus the demon unknown is something that drives the stock market. It drives into stock valuations as well. Last 24 hours has been pretty positive on the China talk fronts. Apple stock is up big this year. A lot of people are asking me, what are you doing with it? I still own it. I'm not pumping in any way, shape, or form. Up 65% this year. Now, again, we had a really bad fourth quarter last year, so those are easier comparisons, per se, than just roaring up 65%. So, taking a look at valuations like IBM and SAP and Salesforce, uh, the markets are okay. 
Apple is still growing with single-digit growth. It's not glorious. They've got declining sales of its flagship product, the mighty, mighty iPhone. But they do have that 5G version coming out next year that it should be splashy as far as an introduction goes. Apple's making a bold but risky push into expanding into areas like credit cards. That's highly competitive. Online gaming, video streaming of media products, cutting the cord. Apple shares lag behind the market heading into the launch of the iPhone 11. Very low expectations for the new iPhone dragged on stock. And sales have pretty gone well. So it's driven the outperformance of the stock. And again, most analysts now are talking about next year. In cycles with positive returns, Apple shares have gained on average 47% on an absolute basis heading into product launches and 32% on a relative basis. So the next 12 months, we're going to be talking elections and 5G phones. We can already see how 2020 is starting to shape up a little bit, right? A little bit. Nothing too gaga crazy. Speaking about gaga crazy, gaga, 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 uh, Facebook. It would be almost too easy of a show if I were to come on and go, oh, I hate Facebook. Facebook is robbing our privacy. I get it. I get it. But I'm, I, I'm looking at the stock. It's a good thing and a bad thing of what's happening right now. California's attorney general. Uh-oh. How is anything with an attorney general going to be good? Typically, the attorney generals only get involved when things are bad. California's attorney general disclosed an ongoing probe into Facebook privacy practices as investigators sought a court's help in getting documents and answers from Facebook. I was reading some of the data breaches yesterday out of Facebook and how they shared information with corporations with apps and how they tried to stymie companies like YouTube who had a relationship with Facebook at the time and it was financial, but they didn't want them really to succeed too much. The Federal Trade Commission fined Facebook already $5 billion this summer for privacy violations. It's California's... I guess not leading the way, because there are other attorney generals, New York, other states as well, that are looking at Facebook's dominance and any resulting anti-competitive behavior. Now, how is that a good thing and a bad thing? You're kind of uh, have no competition, and you can kind of bully them, put you in a position of potential regulation, not good, but it also puts you in the position of regulation saying you're too big which is considered good. You're too powerful. Interesting the way it works, right? That's actually a bit of good news. I know you're saying, how's that? 800-516-1220 calls on the air. China's commerce ministry is the big story of the day. Federal Reserve, we know that they're going to be helpful. Qualcomm is a stock I own. They had better than expected earnings reports. They sell a lot of communication chips, modems, that go into things, whether it be your Nest thermostat or your Apple phone, Qualcomm's there. And their stock's up nicely today on that meet and beat expectations. Initial jobless claims for the weekend in November 2. Wow, I can't believe we're down to our last two months. Came in about 
21,011. 21,211,000. So one of those days, I need more coffee. Um, but yeah, that, the first-time unemployment jobless claim is not a shocking number. It's not rising fast enough to offset the gains that we get in jobs automatically through immigration and just childbirths. Um, so that's positive. The Bank of England announced it's keeping its key lending rate at 75 basis points. That's supportive. So the recession in the United States, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? It's a pretty interesting conversation that Bill Gates had on financial media issues last night, talking about Elizabeth Warren. and Elizabeth Warren started tweeting right after you. I want to talk, Bill. Let me know. It's kind of it's going to be a fun year. And a lot of people are talking about recessions because a lot of billionaires have been on CNBC this week all moaning and groaning about Elizabeth Warren's billionaire tax plan. Uh, what's to note about that is there is a threshold when you get taxed too much and you curb your behavior. At one point in time, Johnny Carson was making $25 million a year, highest paid entertainer in America. But he was getting taxed 70% in the state uh, overall. So he said, I- I'm going to work fewer days. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up on the 14th in the Burlingame. Learn more at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We're in the end of earnings season. The Dow, the S P 500, and the Nasdaq all hit record levels after a report that China and the U.S. have agreed to cancel tariffs in stages. Moving in the right direction. Some of the headlines out there tell you what's happening in the world, right? The more information you have on the world, the better investor you are. The world's largest turbine maker, a company called Vestas wind turbine maker, basically surging right now on record sales and record orders. That's probably the right way of saying that. Big ticket item, right? Um, They announced a 30% sales jump. That's good. Good for our planet, right? Aston Martin is swinging to a loss ahead of the make or break SUV launch. I, there's so many stocks you can own. That's just one of them that like I will never own. Is the idea of owning a luxury car maker attractive? Not really to me. Is owning an Aston Martin, being all James Bondish, going to change my life? Probably not. Roku's earnings beat expectations, but the stock is plunging down 15%. Oh, what more can I say about Roku and Expedia also plunging today on an earnings miss and guidance cut? Roku's a hardware maker, right? They're all tied towards the streaming. I have a Roku. I'm not a big deal. I understand that. I think it's a good platform. Um, I think they get acquired. Remember how yesterday we were talking about all the various tech companies that should be acquired? Fitbit going to Google because Google can't compete with the Apple Watch. Sonos going to Apple, maybe, being acquired, because Apple can't really compete with what Amazon's doing with speakers or what Google's doing with speakers in the quote-unquote connected home. So I could see Apple buying Sonos. Roku, 
maybe Google. I was trying to think last night. This wasn't a good number. Stock's down 14%. Reported an adjusted third quarter loss of 22 cents a share, better than the expectations of a loss of 28 cents a share, but still. The stock has had an amazing run, and you can't report. You got to do better than that. Wall Street's ultimately saying you got to do better than that. Now, Roku, for their part, is coming out and saying our business momentum and our competitive differentiation makes us an essential partner for content publishers and advertisers. There's a theory that Disney's uh, Disney Plus should get people to say, well, let's let's get let's go get a Roku so we can use Disney Plus. I there, I said it. So there's some plays out there, right? Roku shares have risen about 40% since they last reported earnings. It's kind of letting a little bit of steam out, in my opinion. I don't own shares of Roku. I talk about it because I do think that there's um, a trend there. So Roku sells video streaming hardware and licenses its operating systems to TV makers. The technology enables consumers to watch content streamed over the Internet. China just uh, has a very controversial new practice. They're basically saying to their children and their youth, no video games after 10 p.m. Whoa. Right? Only one and a half hour of video games per day. Now, companies like Activision Blizzard are saying, whoa, 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 what? So Activision Blizzard obviously stands to lose a little bit if China changes or curbs their usage of video games. BlizzCon. Have you ever been to a convention? BlizzCon is as important to the world of video games as the annual meeting at Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, where investor nerds get get together to talk with Berkshire Hathaway. If you own one share of his company, you're allowed to go to the annual meeting. People want to know right now about Blizzard on the Activision Blizzard side of the fence. The, the old Blizzard, which is tied heavily towards BlizzCon, has some very, very popular franchises, including Overwatch, Diablo, and World of Warcraft, of which last year was a bit of a mess for Activision Blizzard. I do like their stock. I don't own their stock, but I do like their stock. And I think the ability, ultimately, um, to play games is something that's relaxing people. It takes away from our stress. So I think it's critical for the stock that you kind of link the two together. Blizzard made no major announcements at the event BlizzCon, which was held last weekend. I can't imagine going to Anaheim, Southern California, and going, you're on a plane from like the East Coast, and someone's sitting next to you, what are you going to? LA for. Well, I'm not actually going to LA. I'm actually going to Anaheim because there's a big event going on. It's the video game event, right? I know you're saying, whoa. So that's actually something that could um, move a stock. Um, one of the things that briefing.com does really nicely is they, they show the conferences that are going on. And when you see BlizzCon in a Wall Street type of press release, you're like, whoa, video games are for real. During last year's BlizzCon, gamers lost their mind as the company announced a mobile version of Diablo rather than a full-fledged PC sequel. 
I'm not a loot box kind of guy and run around pretending to be an elf who can cast spells and drink potions. Not exactly my game. But last year there was a announcement of Diablo for the phone and gamers were pissed. Something about that makes me smile. Although another big story is happening in video games and in sports this year is the Hong Kong protests. People over profit is a phrase that's going around. Free Hong Kong. Interesting to note. Remember a couple years ago, Saudi Arabia was, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia was heavily implicated in the killing of a, a Western journalist. So all the, Saudi Arabia has like an investor con kind of thing where they get all the wealthy people around the world who want part of Saudi's money come to them and do a dog and pony show. Last year, everyone canceled. It was like, oh, your you're, crown prince killed a journalist. We're, we're angry. <laughs> this year, every one of them went back. Ain't that something. So where the money flows out of Saudi Arabia, still a very important story, just like the billions of people in China. Very big story. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Big event coming up uh, one week from today. Couple Thursdays, or yeah, one week, seven days. It's going to be November 14th in Burlingame. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Use code radio25. Or Chad's got some really good blogs. Uh, he's having one of his CFP write blogs for him. A lot of good stuff there while you're getting the mega broth backdoor mega blog. You can also sign up for the seminar. Anyhow, hopefully I see you out there June, uh, November 14th. June, what's wrong with me? So I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier today. Bill Gates, I kind of like. He's getting a lot of attention these days. So he has said, I'm not a big fan of Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. But he's willing to have his mind changed, as is she. Bill Gates said, I've paid over $10 billion in taxes. <laughs> wow. Right? When you put it in that, in that perspective. And he said, if I had to pay $20 billion, it's fine. But when you say I should pay $100 billion, I'm starting to do the math there, and I have very little left over after that. You really want the incentive system to be there, and you can go a long ways without threatening it. So Bill Gates is like, not sparring, but he's interacting with Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren on Twitter and kind of throwing down the challenge. And Elizabeth Warren, f for her, you know, we're a long way from uh, Iowa. It's going to come up pretty fast, but we're in a, a, a horse race. It's, it's a long stretch. So Bill Gates talked about Elizabeth Warren last night. She loves it. She loves it. So she tweets out, I'm happy to meet with you. If we have different, even, even if we have different views, Bill, if given the chance, I'll explain to you how much you'll pay under my wealth tax. I promise it's not $100 billion. So she's getting free press out of this. She's loving it. Bill Gates went on to not slam Jeff Bezos in space, Elon Musk in space travel. He's like, ah, nutrition on the planet's way worse than trying to figure out how to get off the planet. It's kind of interesting watching billionaires... A, being vilified by political candidates, but B, trash talk each other. J.P. Morgan Chase, CEO Jamie Dimon, Tufts University graduate, 
has said of Elizabeth Warren's plans. She uses some pretty harsh words. You know, some would say vilifies successful people. So a lot of wealthy people like Leon Cooperman have been bouncing in front of CNBC this week to say, stop vilifying the billionaires. Okay. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. More Americans are now saying that buying a home, this may be a bad time for it. And I was looking at some research yesterday, talking about, basically it was showing markets where it still makes sense because owning versus renting, maybe there's too many rentals in a certain market. But just 21% of Americans say now is a good time to buy a home. That's a drop from 28% in September. That's two months. In two months, we went from 28% saying now is a good time to buy to just 21%. Huh. Problem's priced, right? This one's pretty easy to tag. Affordability has weakened considerably since the surge of summer buying. Interesting. Big event coming up on the 14th, one week from today. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Coca-Cola has announced a new product. It's going to be dubbed AHA, A-H-A. It's going to launch in March of 2020. Wall Street is all about product. It's whether it's the semiconductors Intel cells, the hardware and video that Apple sells. It's all about product. There's management and product, and those are two of the biggest things. And that, there's Coca-Cola. We're pouring a nice cold Coca-Cola over a glass of ice. It's a hot summer day. It's 90-plus degrees. The waves are perfect. Kind of hits the spot, right? So Coca-Cola is actually doing a move away from it, its bubbly past. But in this case, they're actually going to their bubbly future. It's a seltzer brand. So basically, it's carbonated water, right? And it's going to be flavored. Some of the flavors include citrus green tea, black cherry plus, coffee. This flavored water, carbonated water, will have 30 milligrams of caffeine. So we have to have our, our caffeine, right? But you've seen kind of a push into that, that clear stuff, whether it be the hard ciders or the hard seltzers. Even the alcohol companies are kind of focusing on it. It's the fastest growing segment in a long time to come Coca-Cola's way. Investors like this because they see more case volume, whether it's cases of soda, cases of water. They don't care. It's all about vitamin waters and hydration and Powerades and shelf space. That's where Coca-Cola and Pepsi shine. Have you ever gone into your favorite convenience store and seen a big refrigerator filled with Coca-Cola products or Pepsi products? I was probably brought in place by Pepsi inside that store. And the owner of the store is like, thank you so much. We could use another refrigerator. But that space is what it's all about. Coke gets very high marks for uh, changing up their water business. Wall Street likes what they're seeing. Today's big story is tied towards the China-U.S. delegation. 
on trade? Will she or won't she? Both sides, the United States and China, are moving closer to a so-called phase one trade agreement. I'm not getting super excited about that. It's okay. It's still earnings season. I'd rather get excited about what we're seeing there. But what we're kind of missing is really good numbers for next year. So the stock market moved further into record territory this morning. There's some treasury sell-offs. There's some cyclical sectors outperforming. Facebook's higher, even though it's been announced that California State Attorney General has an 18-month privacy investigation ongoing in Facebook. Investigators tend not to say, ah, we got this big case and we're... They tend not to until they almost have to. So that probably means there was some sort of court document that they wanted. So Facebook's higher today. I can give thanks for that. What are you thankful for this this Thanksgiving? Oh, for the record, I own some shares of Facebook. Um, Google Alphabet, also moving higher today. For the record, I own some shares of Google Alphabet. Qualcomm is leading the semiconductor index following his positive earnings report. I own shares of Qualcomm. I told you on this air that I was buying it under 50, and I did. Now it's $91. I once had a friend in the industry who was, I'm not going to say naive, but let's just put it this way. I'm glad he's not around anymore. His name was Jerry. Jerry calls me every couple years. He's like, hey, 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 I got this fun starter, Kickstarter campaign. I'm like, uh, I hate being pitched. So anyhow, that's out there. Um, Facebook, Alphabet, uh, Qualcomm. Qualcomm's almost doubled from when I was talking about it on there. And I'm not bragging. I'm just going out of my way to tell you, like, the reason I got on the air and said I was doing that is because there was a lawsuit with Apple that most of these lawsuits get settled. There's nothing a judge hates worse than seeing people in his court. He only wants the truly, truly neat cases needed to be in his court. That's like why if you get a DUI, you can probably talk to your attorney and cop a deal. If you don't have this crazy history of it, judge doesn't want to see you. Judge wants to deal with more important stuff. So that's out there. And Qualcomm, oh, what Jerry once said to me, he said, um, I wonder if like every time a stock doubled, if you just sold half and let the rest ride how would that strategy work? I'm like, dude, you're a, he was a stockbroker kind of guy. <coughs> he did a wrap account. So not only would he be your broker, but he'd also do the trades for you. Uh, he'd also advise you on what trades to do. Ralph Lauren is in the news today. Shares have climbed 13% after the company's earnings beat expectations. But it did guide expectations lower for next quarter. So we've got to be a little bit careful right now. That's why, you know, I'm telling you the big story today is China, U.S. moving closer to removing sanctions at the same time. It's like a silly game of chicken. Two people with guns to each other's heads. Okay, you take off the sanctions first. Okay, I'll take off the sanctions. No, no. Now, on the count of three, you do it. Both of us do it at the same time, okay? That's where our country is right now. Oh, boy, the whistleblower. I don't see that becoming an issue. Wall Street seems to just move ahead at this point in time. Disappointing results from Roku are waiting on people. That's the kind of like the stock negative news of the day, the positive economic news, China, U.S. Xerox has made a bid to acquire HP. I can't get excited. 
two very old tech companies. Hey, Mom, tell me about HP. It was started in a guy's garage, I think. Somewhere in Palo Alto. Don't you mean Palo Alto? Yes. So Hewlett-Packard Enterprises focused on enterprises computing. Hewlett-Packard split off HP with the PC and printer business and then the enterprise business. I just can't get excited about old tech companies. How long till we say that about Facebook and Apple? It'll happen. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. You can sign up for the big event coming up on the 14th in Burlingame. That's one week from today by using the code RADIO25 at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.